Hey, what's going on, travelers and outdoors enthusiasts? I'm Jason, and you're here on the Days Travel Podcast. Joining us today is Richard Thornton. He just finished teaching in Japan and now cycling for 10 months all the way to UK. So let's have a chat with him and see how one does preparing for a trip like this. You were born in the UK. You're from Grinspin, Northeast Lincolnshire, right? Uh, yeah, well, actually, I mean, uh, so my dad uh, moved a whole bunch when we when I was younger. So I was actually born in the States um, and then and then moved across to the UK when I was like two or something like that. But yeah, mostly lived it. It's a little place called Grimsby. Um, there's not there's not a whole bunch there, but, um, <laughs> you know, it's it, it, it's home. Who's living there right now for your family side? Uh, no, no one currently. So they, uh, they, they, they all left up to, uh, Malaysia and my sister went off to university. Um, so, uh, no, no one left in Grimsby, but, uh, a bunch of friends, uh, still live there. So it's, it's still kind of the, the most homey place I've got, I'd say. You're in Japan right now. Am I correct? Yes. Yeah. So I've been in Japan for the past, uh, five years. Uh, I moved out here and I thought, oh, it's just going to be one or two years, but um, uh, I really got into it and I'm still here. So there you go. <laughs> For you, how, you, you, you are under the JET program. Am I correct? Yes. Yeah. Um, so you, 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 the JET program kind of um, is like a, a middleman that connects you with uh, the board of educations over here. Um, and you end up teaching in middle schools, high schools or elementary schools. Uh, I'm in a bunch of middle schools and elementary schools, um, and I love it. I think a lot of people um, use it as a way to come out to Japan and travel, um, and you can do it that way, but at some point you realize you're not on holiday in Japan anymore, and you just live here, and it's your your, your life now. <laughs> so, yeah. so you've lived in Japan for five years, and obviously you said you grew up in the States, so yeah. there's a huge culture difference, obviously. Can you tell me a little about the culture you were once raised in and the culture you are engulfed in right now? Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, I think, I think the big one, um, I mean, now I'm working at school, so most of my examples have to come from that. But um, um, the big one is like um, the focus on community over the individual and vice versa. So um, in the UK and in the US, uh, both have, um, uh, for instance, uh, sports teams. Uh, you play sports teams outside of school, right? Um, yeah. And you you go to like clubs to play sports. Um, but here in Japan, they all play at school um, and everyone has to join a sports team. And it's um, it's a big kind of like community thing uh, where everyone cheers and all that thing, rather than in the U- UK, where it's kind of like, uh, you do what you want to do outside of school time in your free time. That individual, uh, so that individual versus the the, the community thing, I, I think, is the biggest difference. And yeah. is that so? That I'm just looking through your blog that you sent me. Is that the yep. reason why you're so into um, biking and also snowboarding? Oh, I don't know. Um, well, honestly, it's just I got really lucky with where I'm placed. So I'm 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 smack dab in the middle of um, this beautiful coastline. Um, uh, I'm in a prefecture called Niigata. Um, I'm, I'm on this beautiful bit of coastline um, with the, the sea and um, uh, 
but then on the other side of me is like these big giant mountains called uh, uh, Miyoko Kogen. So um, uh, it's just the perfect setup because in the summer I can um, cycle down the coast um, and, in, and in winter I can go out and snowboard uh, w- with the gang and it's great. Wow, that's amazing. I wish I was more surrounded, but in Texas, you literally have to be driving at least 10 hours to get anywhere that's remotely <laughs> hilly. So yeah, that's very unfortunate for me. But just looking through your blog and looking through your social media presence just makes me want to get out, you know? And that's the craziest thing. It's like when Kaylee connected us and she told me about your story, which was just phenomenal that you want to do a 10-month cycle. Yes, yeah, that's it. That's the big plan. Yeah. So what made you want to do that, first of all? And secondly, how do you train for such a thing? And where are you going? Um, so the, the, the big plan is, is um, well, uh, so I had um, a bunch of stuff that I was like trying to get for next thing. I've been here five years. Uh, I haven't done an interview in a very long time. Um, <laughs> I haven't been on the job market or unemployed for a very long time. Um, so I was looking a bun- down a bunch of different avenues. And in the end, I, I, I decided to go for uh, getting a teacher qualification back in the UK. Um, but I can't start training until next year in August. So, uh, I have a year with nothing to do and I figured I could go back to the UK and work odd jobs for a year, or I could cycle back from, uh, the UK, uh, sorry, from Japan all the way back to the UK, which is, which is the current plan. Uh, that is crazy. Anyone's listening to this is 10 months of just cycling. So, Okay, you do, do. You have more to add to that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so I, I set off down to Osaka uh, and then get on a ferry into China. Um, I go through China, Kazakhstan, um, uh, Georgia, uh, Azerbaijan, Turkey, and then I'm into Europe and I'm home free. It'll be it'll be easy from there. <laughs> is that kind of like a loose plan, or is it just like very very to the T now? It started off pretty loose, but as you can imagine, um, I mean, I've kind of had a, a fascination with this idea since about Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, when when it gets down to the nitty gritty, you do have to put a lot of work in with visas and um, route planning and like, where am I going to be during winter and all those kind of things. Um, so it has become a lot more concrete than I at first thought, you know, or a big just winding adventure or whatever. But right. yeah, I've got a route now, so. I totally understand that nothing is ever according to plan and you have to adapt to it as well. You know, even if you yes. do have most of the thing figured out. So what was the hardest visa to get from all that? Um, well, uh, definitely the China visa. Um, wow. so, um, it's real easy to get, well, I say real easy. Nothing's very easy with, with China <laughs> and the, and the, yeah. and the, the visa office there. But Especially um, nowadays, yeah, definitely. So it, it's, it's okay. It's quite easy to get 30 day visa. Um, but because I'm there for a very long time, it's such a huge country. It's actually one third of the trip, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll be there for 90 days. And to get a 90 day visa, I had to um, uh, give them an itinerary for every single city and every single hotel I'd be staying in, uh, what I'd be doing every single day for the whole 90 days. Um, all, and, and of course I'm applying in Japan, so I had to do it all in Japanese, which is, uh, which was, uh, an interesting, 
um wow uh process but there you go so so yeah it was long and arduous but it's done now and i've got a visa and i'm i'm raring to go now that was, that sounds very brutal i don't know why you said that was the easiest thing to do <laughs> <laughs> what mentality are you going in with this and like how are you are you training for this at all uh yeah no i i i have been the for the so for the whole of this season i mean here it's it's snowy up to about um january february uh end of february um but as soon as the snow dried up i i was back on my bike um and uh biking to school um every day uh basically uh bar barring really really bad weather um and then i've done a couple of uh practice um i don't know uh, bicycle touring is is the is the old name, but I, the, the the more like trendy um, new one that you'll see all over the place is bike packing. Um, yeah. People say right, uh, but uh, I, I did like a ten day bike packing uh, trip or whatever um, up into the mountains uh, just to make sure I could do it and that I wouldn't go insane being by myself for ten days. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah. And that, that, that was absolutely brilliant. Um, I've been doing some like long cycles and stuff like that on the weekends. Um, so yeah, but honestly, you can't, you can't be like a hundred percent ready for something this big anyway, you know? Yes. What are you looking forward to in this 10 months trip? Like which place do you think you, you're just going to be like awestruck? Well, honestly, um, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a bit difficult. Like, um, I know, um, there's going to be a lot of like ups and, and, and downs and things like that. And it's not, it's not the most touristy. I mean, in some ways it's like when you're traveling, you see a lot more than maybe if you're doing it in a car or on a plane or something like that. But at the same time, you don't have time to like stop and, you know, go to the museum or go, go see the park. Cause it's like, well, I got to get to the next place today. Um, so, um, everything will be almost coincidental as it's on my route. Um, but actually I'm really looking forward to when you get, um, up over the, there's a giant ridge of mountains in China. Uh, and when you get over them, it opens up into this giant grassy, grassy, almost desert grass, grassy plains. So you've got the mountains on one side and there's giant plains on the other. And I'm really looking forward to getting there. I think the cycling is going to be really good there. I'm sneaking right below Mongolia. So I'll be able to see uh, Mongolia on my right and I'll have, um, I can't remember the name of the mountain range, but a mountain range on my left. Um, and, uh, and I think that's going to be just a really beautiful patch, I think. Hey there, Traveler. I hope you're learning a lot from this week's podcast. And if you'd like to support us, go check out www.daystravel.com and enjoy the rest of this episode. If I were to move to Japan right now, what's the first couple of things I should possibly take down or uh, tackle? Well, it, it obviously it depends how long you're going to stay. But I think um, what what a lot of people forget um, and, and what gives Japan a lot of its, you know, appeal, actually, is it, it very much holds on to its own culture. Um, and that includes the language. So mm-hmm. you can find a lot of English speakers but if you really want to get involved in japan um you want to be taking lessons as, as quickly as you can and um um you you 
outside of the big cities, you're, you're basically illiterate for your first year and you don't understand the signs around you and what anything is and all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, so the fastest way making your life, um, uh, livable and exciting again, uh, yeah. <laughs> is, is to start studying and, um, you know, you're, you're, you're already immersed in the culture. So learning is really easy when, when you are, because, you know, you learn something and then you can use it the very next day. Um, yeah. so my, my big hint would be to study and, and it's, it seems big and daunting, but get to grips with the language and you'll have a much better time. I think. Yeah. From a scale of zero to 10, how good are you at ordering in the Japanese menu? Mm. Um, there's there's still a bunch of stuff I can't read, but I, I I can have a general conversation about things, so I can point to it and be like, "What's in this? What? Uh, you know, is it disgusting? <laughs> <laughs> Am I gonna like it? You know, is it weird? Um, Are so, you able to uh, understand them when they talk to you and explain the description of the food? Yeah, yeah, I <laughs> I, I, I I put myself in a, a cautious eight, maybe. Um, okay, because a, a lot of menus still have like a lot of. Um, Kanji, right? You know, mm-hmm. the, the, the symbol, symbolic, um, Chinese, Chinese from China. Right. And, um, you know, I could be studying for 10 years and still have Kanji that come, come up and I have no idea what it is. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just a memory game. What are two phrases I should know if I go to go to Japan? Uh, two phrases. Uh, I mean, you know, the, the easy one is arigatou gozaimasu which is, you know, like, thank you very much. And, you know, uh, as long as you're polite, uh, you know, it gets you, it gets you a long way. Uh, uh, maybe, maybe one more is namabiru kudasai. It's, uh, can I have a beer please? And then, and then, and then you're sorted. Uh, anything you're going to miss when you're going back to the UK from Japan? Like, I know you've been there for five years. You probably ex- immersed in the culture a lot. Like you said, it's a very community based um, country. Um, there's so much different things from, you know, the, the culture, the events, the, they even have a separate for the animes, you know, there's the pop culture in Japan and there's a beautiful side, Osaka, um, and all the nature things that, that Japan has to offer. And, um, yeah. you're actually, you're actually leaving right before the year of the Olympics, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. Bad timing. Definitely. <laughs> uh, but, but, but there you go. Um, you know, I, I mean, there's a there's a lot of things that I'm going to uh, miss a lot here, um, on, like on a day to day level um, to do with that community aspect. I think um, all jobs are well respected here. Um, and because of that, everyone is extremely polite to people working on the side of the road or working in convenience stores or, you know, um, working um, you know, as trash guys or whatever. Um, and in response, those guys are always really pleasant and kind back. There's a, there's a lot, um, some, some would say a really good cult, a service culture, but really it's like, uh, I think a respect culture to do with work. Um, uh, and I'm going to miss that on a day to day level. Um, uh, on, on a, on a bigger level being plunked right in the middle of nature. I mean, I, uh, I don't know if you've been to the UK, but it is flat and it's all, uh, well, a lot of it anyway is, is, um, farms and rolling, uh, fields here, here you, you, you go, um, 
you know, a couple of miles and you, you hit mountains everywhere in Japan. It's, it's just a big giant mountain range basically down the, down the spine of it. Um, and, and it's going to be weird going back to a flat place after this, you know, just having the mountains there all the time, um, being able to ski during and sort of snowboard during the uh, winter and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to miss the mountains a bit, I think. Yeah. But then just UK alone, just around that area, Europe is just, you have amazing things over there as well. You know, like, you, yeah, definitely. like over here, like I said, it takes about eight to eight, 10 hours to get to anywhere remotely hilly over there. You can just go about like, I think at least a good two hours and then you'll be able to be in nature as well. So that's, you have that advantage at least over us. <laughs> well, I think people forget about that when they talk about the States, the, just the size and breadth of, of the, of the U S like Texas has, um, I think like three or four, like you can fit the UK in it, like a bunch of times, like it's yeah. huge Texas. Right. So you, you, yeah. you've got like you, but at the same time, you know, you've got like 10 countries worth of stuff in there. So, you know, don't, don't feel too bad. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. All right. Um, so I'm going to do a little speed round for you. This, All right. this is some fun questions. I just jot down just to know your Ooh. personality, tea or coffee. Coffee every coffee. time. Every Very un British, but there you go. What is the best coffee place in Japan then? Or what should I try if I go to Japan in coffee? Um this is gonna sound really horrible. There are none. So you have to go to Starbucks. But there you go. There's no coffee places in Japan. Well not like really good like there are, there are. If you, you have to really look for them though. It's like uh-huh. like there's some like really nice craft coffee places, but like you get like one or two a city. You know, it's not got a great coffee culture here. It's gotcha. it's very much quick and easy. What's a good travel tip from you? Quick one. Uh a travel a travel tip. Um I'm a bad planner, actually. When it comes down to it, um, I'm not I'm not known for my organizational skills, but it's actually taught me a very good thing that um, uh, the best thing you can do when you travel is be flexible and don't hold on too tight to your plans. And then when something falls through or you don't have time for something or you've got extra time and you want to do something else, you know, uh, it hurts much less if you're if, if everything's, you know, only ever 70 percent set in stone, you know. That's a very good one because that's that's how I operate too. I'm not the best planner, but when <laughs> things hits the fan, I tend to navigate and be flexible about it because then you know weather can like when you're out in nature, weather can be a thing. Like when I went to Colorado, four different weather hit me in the span of two hours. So you gotta yeah. adjust. If you're okay, third question: train or bus in Japan? Which one's better? Train. 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 The trains are amazing here. They're, they're so on time um, that a train got in trouble recently for setting off two minutes early. So um, oh, wow. the, train, the trains are amazing here. And if it's, you have a chance to ride on a Shinkansen, you should. It's like flying first class on an airplane. It really is. It's, it's, uh, they're nice. Um, what can't you travel without? Uh, what can't I travel without? Um, an eye mask. I'm terrible at sleeping when there's any light whatsoever. Um, nice. and in a tent, um, that means waking up at 5am often. So, um, so bring an eye mask if you want to sleep in. Do you, per- last question, do you prefer hot or cold weather? Yeah, that, that's really difficult. I would have always said hot weather until living here. And that, and now I kind of have to say cold because the cold weather comes in and it's awful every single day until the weekend. And then you get to go up to the mountain and snowboard. So 
cold weather it is for me. All right. Are you documenting or filming any of this? Um, uh, I, uh, a friend of mine has donated his GoPro. Um, so I'm, I'm thinking of trying to film at least su- some sections of it um, and doing the best I can. Uh, but the big thing, um, I'm trying to keep up with my blog throughout. So I've got a blog that I've kept while I've been here in um, in Japan um, on and off. I definitely I had a year gap where I didn't write anything, but um, uh, I definitely want to keep it uh, more constant while I'm while I'm traveling. At least it's an easy way to let everyone know I'm safe and alive and, and still having Doing a good well. time and not dying, you know. What is a blog called? Or um, you... It used to be called Blue in Joetsu at blo- uh, uh, dot blogspot.com, uh, but I will no longer be in uh, Joetsu, so I've changed it to Blue on a Bike dot blogspot.com. So that's that's it. That's me yeah. now. Um, this is kind of more for your friends and family. You're, you're yeah. going to be doing this for 10 months, and like you said, to keep up with you, you have to be on the blog. Do you want to say a nice message to them? Anything for them? Um. Well, uh, honestly, I mean, the, 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 the biggest thing that's come out of planning this trip and stuff is how supportive um, all my friends and family uh, have been. And I think um, if I just had this idea on my own and um, I didn't have that kind of support, it never would have ended up happening or I, I would have never felt the confidence um, to do it, especially my parents who at first were like, what are you doing? Um, but um, seem really that I, I don't know, su- supportive once they got used to the idea at least. Um, but, um, I guess that I'll, I'll try and be safe and I'll see you on the other side. Um, yeah. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Day Travel Podcast. I also want to give a huge thank you to all my supporting contributors out there. This podcast and my other content at www.daytravel.com won't be possible without you. So keep supporting me and watch out for my future content. Thank you.